Hello, this is Todd. This is Kathy. And this is Conversations with People We Love, brought to you by BU Incorporated. On this show, we talk with authors and we talk with teachers, we talk with friends and anybody that has a story to share that can help us open our heart and be more aware of who we are. Hope you enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. This is Todd. Uh, What you're about to listen to is the last half of a two-part interview entitled Grief and Hope, Surviving Pregnancy and Infant Loss. We interview Aaron and Aaron Krieger. Uh, if you did not listen to part one, you can go back to our website uh, at zenparentingradio.com and listen to the first part. Uh, and here's the second part. Hope you enjoy. Well, what I would say right. is, I think what you're saying, Aaron, is very healthy. Um, I would love to say that I would have reacted the same way, but I sometimes embrace distraction to avoid the pain, to avoid getting through a challenging time with my wife, and work is a good distraction from it. So to your point, I think that there's a lot of people that might learn from, from the you. way you chose to, to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and for me... Um, I, I'm kind of, I'm the kind of person that when I am confronted with a problem, I just dive headfirst into the problem, mm-hmm. you know, and that you was it. just what, and I think, you know, Aaron's that way too. Um, and I think that's just what we did was, you know, we just, we, we weren't going to stop. We were going to keep going and figure this out in one way or another. That's right. And you get, then you kept getting more resources. Mm-hmm. Is this when we talked? It was. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Cause I remember the support group. I remember. Right. Cause you know, I realized that, there, people don't talk about it, right. and you know you you want to find information. You want and you look up the word miscarriage on on the internet, and there's like 1.7 million you know listings for it. So where do you start and where do you begin? That's so right. you know overwhelming. So this was the birth of Will Carry On, right? So um, that's Aaron's blog. But Aaron, tell us about Will Carry On. So I started Will Carry On after our fourth loss um, because of the fact that I couldn't find the resources that we wanted and, and needed, and wanted to make connections with other people who had gone through something similar, and, and more importantly, kind of help people so that they didn't struggle in the ways that we did. I mean, mm-hmm. miscarriages are awful and, and fertility and, and the whole process is is just terrible. When you have somebody that's been there, when you have some other folks that you could read about or talk to or, you know, it just makes it that much easier. Yeah. And so my thought was to create a website that I could write um, as a cathartic way of just kind of going through the, the grieving process and, and process everything. Um, but also link people to resources and groups and just information about um, support groups and, and loss. And is it willcarryon.com? It's willcarryon.wordpress.com. Uh, WordPress.com. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, you know, I so agree. I remember one of the things I did was go to the library to find books, mm-hmm. and the books were all about what was happening to your body. Right. And nobody talked about what was happening to you emotionally. Right. And so, what I want to say about Aaron's blog, and we're not even done with this story yet, but is it's beautiful. I mean, it's really beautiful. Oh, yeah. I mean, I read every one you do. You know, it's gorgeous and it's very touching and it's very personal. And it's but it's so personal, you can relate on every level, you know. And I think um, for those of you who have experienced a loss of any kind, um, I really direct you toward that blog. And I post it a lot on um, especially on Zen Parenting Radio, but I just find it wonderful. So anyway, we'll get back to that. But so you you get pregnant again. Right. So we went back and did the IUIs and um, we get pregnant and we're pregnant with triplets. <laughs> triplets. Oh, my gosh. Yep. <laughs> um, and I remember going to that first ultrasound and Aaron saying, is, is that three? <laughs> yeah. Well, because you're, of course, now, by now, we're sort of, we're almost becoming experts at right. ultrasounds. Yeah, right. 
being able to, you know, totally. You're like, let me tell you, right, 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 right. And um, so I remember coming out of the ultrasound room and waiting to talk to the doctor, and Aaron turning to me and saying, "Is it bad that I just want at least one to make it?" Mm. And very honest, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just. I think you have to be on it, really honest right. with yourself. And this is with IVF this. or no? This is with IUI. IUI, IUI. different than IVF. It. It's yeah. the, in the where they have to do the intra. What, what's the word I'm looking it, for? It's intrauterine Inter- insemination. Okay. IVF yeah. happens outside the body and then goes in. Inside. I see. This, Got it. this starts in. Okay. Right. And now um, I'll back up to say that we had actually started the adoption. So the first time we looked at the adoption process was probably between the second and third loss. Yeah. Um, we actually started the adoption process after the fourth loss. So okay. we were already um, live and, and ready, you know, part of the waiting families Yeah. Um, when we found out that we were pregnant with triplets. And so at that point, you know, we thought, well, do we say something? Do yeah. we stop that process? And, you know, in our hearts, we said we, we can't because no. we don't know. We don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. And um, so we were going along and, you know, triplets and right away they tell us to start looking at reduction and you know just kind of what looking at all the options um of reducing the number of um taking eight. one of the how in the world do they do that they uh, just do surgically. it yeah they no kidding so they, they the, the way that the the babies or the not they were well the i guess the they feed the embryos embryos yeah. yeah so they're the one they take the one i think that's the closest Least. to the cervix wow and and so their thought is the human body is really not designed to, to carry three. three more than one baby really, and so they want it. They they're again they're they're taking this medical approach of cow, you know yeah. odds and wanting mm-hmm. the at least one or two of the babies to you know um, have a better chance at survival. Yeah. But again, you know emotionally, <laughs> you know, and they describe with, the process, and it's right. just it's it's awful. Like I'm and and I'm not judging. You know, right. I mean, this is not about do, right. 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 People just us, need to do what, 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 what they need to do, and right. and for us, you know, we just we just said we're gonna we're gonna chance it, and yeah. we're gonna see you know yeah. how things go. And we reached, couldn't, I couldn't we couldn't live with. Like knowing, you know, like well, how do you choose? One, and, right. Right. Yeah. To not make to, you know, to be taken out. Mm. Um, and we called people, you know, who had multiples and were connected with people just to start having conversations to, to see what we were possibly in for. Um, and th- for, so for this pregnancy, we had um, switched over to um, the maternal fetal medicine group over at Northwestern. Uh, and I can't say enough things about them. I don't know how you guys feel about plugs, but I have to plug them. No, because, please. Go ahead. Um, no, they deserve the, it. They're, talk about a group that gets you for who you are and realizes that you're people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So right. they're... They definitely incorporate the emotional part, you know. Love it. They're right there with you. Right. So we started going there and doing, you know, the, the ultrasounds and probably going at that point every two weeks or so to get scanned. And we went in um, for the 10-week scan, and the first thing the tech says is, there's no heartbeat in A. Mm. Just, okay. just like that. In a. A. Very, so A, B, and C is okay. how they Got designated right. the, the yeah, babies. Very, very cold, matter of fact. Like, oh, there's, yeah, there's no heartbeat. Oh, yeah, there. that one. That, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we were just floored, you know. And, and so we met with the doctor afterwards, and, you know, you're in a weird place because you just found out that you had another loss, and yet you, you still have two babies, two babies that yeah. are there. Mm-hmm. And the likelihood is that now those babies might have a better chance because of, of the third. Um, and so we had this whole discussion with the doctor. And then after we were done, I said, you know, I have to tell you, I, I know that the ultrasound techs aren't under your purview. 
but you need to know how we were just treated mm, because so. it, it no it, you know nobody should be treated like that i mean it's it was just right. it becomes too typical for them where their daily experience is just to go in and do that and then they walk out because todd will attest that majority of my tears even in the pregnancies of my children who are upstairs all of my texts were awful awful yeah. i would come out and there would be i was never comfortable and same thing mine were po- were after eight yeah. weeks so and it was a lost right. heartbeat i don't know if we just got unlucky with bad texts but almost every, almost every and there's a few that were okay but none of them were awesome the one who like told me i miscarried the second time was the only one who was great because she actually held my hand first mm-hmm. and, and said, that is yeah. part of their job their job right. is not to take pictures on a belly with a bunch of jelly on it's it to it take is care of the person. to take care of the person so anyways right, well, that's right. what i was thinking like why you know if you're in this job yes you know i mean you would think that you are in the job because you you like people and you want to help yes. people and in this you know, very vulnerable time. Right. And if so if that's not you, then, then don't be in the job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Go get another job. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we just kept going on and um, and everything was was going just just fine. Yeah. Um, you know, we went for our appointments and So um, how does baby A is baby A stay in there? Well or? that was that was the question, you know, what do, am I gonna go through the miscarriage? And and they said no, the um, the ba- the body will resorb mm. the tissue. Got mm-hmm. it. Um, and so at one point, though, there there was some bleeding that happened. So we rushed to the hospital, and um, you know the other babies were fine. And so it could be that that was part of part of what was going on. Um, and so we kept going through, and we got to our um, the the big anatomy scan they do with twins at eighteen weeks rather than twenty. Yeah. Um, just because it's because there's two in there, and um, we found out that there was a was a blighted bowel or there's something with the bowel yeah. that they saw in baby C. Okay. Um, and so then it was the question of, do you do an amnio or not? And with amnios, there's a greater chance yeah. for there's miscarriage. A, right, and yeah. oh, um, so it's a matter of, you know, it was the, the issue that there was, there was a slight um, marker for um, downs. Okay. Um, and when we had done a test called maternity 21, which is basically a blood test that they could tell now like 99% about trisomy 13, 18, and 21. Um, it came back with mixed results, but we had baby A still, yeah. you know, affecting right. that pregnancy. Right. So that mixed results combined with this finding here, we just, you know, we, it was a matter of, well, do we just wait it out and hope or do we find out? Um, and in the end, I think I was more, I just need to find out than, than you were, right? Yeah, I kind of I, I kind of take this approach of you know let life let life make the choice. Right. You know, I'm always nervous. Like if I make the choice yeah. and it's the wrong choice, then I have to live with that. That's right. right. But if things just kind of happen the way they happen, right. then, then you you would let go and let right. It, right. You know, um, I'm I'm a little bit more high strung than that. <laughs> so, um, so we did the amnio, um, and right there during the amnio, the doctor told us exactly what it was and and he was and like he was very good about it he was it. so he was like, great what like, oh there's say? nothing to worry about i totally know what's going on and this is you know so with the amnio they go in um through the belly and they take a little bit of amniotic fluid right. um and right away in baby c they saw that there was it was a little red tinged which means that the baby had swallowed blood mm. um which is just what happens is, and then that's normal yeah mm-hmm. um but the way it shows up in an ultrasound is similar to um 
you know, the, the other what issue. they thought the issue was. Right, right. Right. And so, you know, when we talked to the um, the doctor that read the results later, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I should have said something <laughs> like you should have said something. Yeah. And, and this you? was a, a specialist, not the, the MFM doctors at Northwestern. So, you know, again, it's just kind of like all of this um, panic could have been alleviated, or at least some of it. You know, right. you're not gonna. It's gonna not gonna and, take it away completely. And, and in part, it's you know when people when couples are going through this, it's. Um, I mean, it's just every turn is something you yeah. have to deal with, and yeah. you get to the point where you're like, can't I just have a normal pregnancy? Right. Can it just be easier? Right. It's this. Yeah. It's, I'm doing. You know, and waves. doctors don't understand that either. I think. I mean, I shouldn't say all doctors, but a lot of these doctors don't understand that there's constantly, you're, you're constantly at every turn having to make some huge decision, yeah. right? you know, and it's, and it weighs on you, Yeah. you know? And so to Aaron's point, when the doctor says, oh, you know, casually, oh, I should have, yeah, I should have said something, you know, and then it's like, well, you know, that would have really us that. helped yeah. us. Right. The littlest thing helps. <laughs> Mm. Um, so, you know, at that point, everything was fine. And we had just come out to our family. Um, our parents had known earlier on, but we had just come out to the extended family, um, you know, that we were expecting and twins. And um, and so, you know, just kept going. And, and um, at 20 weeks, two days, um, I was at work. And throughout the day, like, I just felt like not pains, but just something going on in my, in my belly that just didn't feel right. And so I called the doctors and talked to the nurses and they said, well, is it, you know, consistent? Is it regular? Is it feel like this? Does it, and nothing really rang true. It didn't fit. Right. And so I just said, okay, you know, maybe it's just that they're moving around and, you know, there's two in there, so there's less room. And, And so I just kind of managed through the day and got home and we had dinner and it was just starting to get worse. And I said, you know what, we have to go in. Um, and we, we got to the hospital and got out of the car and I about fell, um, cause I, I was having a contraction. I didn't realize quite that that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so Aaron got a, um, wheelchair and, and then we yeah. went down to, to triage and, and they took us in and, um, the first doctor came in and, and did her exam and said, you're two centimeters. Mm. And um, how many weeks are you at this point? At this point we're 20 weeks, okay. three days. Um, and you know, so again, you know, we're just, yeah, well, I just, I remember before that happened, I, I was thinking, oh, everything will be okay. You know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll be home later tonight, mm-hmm. you know? And then were you... it's almost like, it's, you know, when they say you're in a car crash yeah. and, and things just all of a sudden slow down, yeah. that's kind of what it felt like, yeah. you know, when I first went in thinking, okay, we're going to, we'll be out of here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden when they said that Aaron was dilated everything started to slow down yeah. and it was and I in the realization of that you know we were back in the situation again where this wasn't going to be good mm. um started mm. to set in and so you know they that was the doctor that was on call but they called the maternal fetal medicine doctor and we were waiting for them and um and she came in and and said well we're going to take you upstairs and Um, you know, we're just going to kind of observe for a little bit and, you know, we're hysterical and the nurse, and I, I, I have her name written down. I can't remember what her name was, but I just, I I said, I have to ask, is it something I did? Mm -hmm. And, and she came right up to my face and just said, you know, it's, it's not you. There's, there's, there's nothing you did. Mm -hmm. You're doing everything right. And, Mm -hmm. and did I know that? Of course I know that, Mm -hmm. you know, but at the same time, you, you question everything, mm-hmm. you know, could I have, should I have called earlier? Should I have gone into mm-hmm. the doctors when I initially called? Did you I know, wait could too they, long? Right. Did, mm-hmm. Could they have done something? Um, 
and in the end, I mean, it's it's out of your control. And you know, being a control freak, um, you know, that's that's something that I just mm-hmm. couldn't couldn't grasp. Um, so, you know, we went upstairs, and again, had to make that call to our parents. Um, and yeah, it just. You know, and I even think about my parents, you know, and yeah. your parents, and I, and being on the other end where your children, you, you're receiving this call from your children, not not just once, but then yeah. twice, you know, just you know what they must have felt yeah. like too. Talk about out of control right. and not being able to do right, and you know, knowing that they're hurting just as much as we're hurting, yeah. and and feeling like we're disappointing them, you know, and again, it's nothing that we're doing Mm -hmm. and it's just something that's happening. And at the same time, um, you know, so we, we spent the night at Northwestern and, um, you know, I, I was awake all night. Like I just, I, I couldn't let myself sleep and, you know, there were some contractions that were going, but nothing was too big. And so I thought, well, maybe, you know, they could, they could, um, stop this. And, you know, just asking all sorts of questions, you know, there was a woman in England who laid upside down for six months of her pregnancy, you know, can I do that? Um, a friend of ours sister was pregnant with twins and the bag broke on, baby B, um, but A was holding it in place. And so, you know, is there anything we can do there? Like, is there anything? Can, you know, can we, can we do anything? Right. Um, and they just said, let's just kind of see how things go. Let's see how things go. And the next morning, um, they came in and they checked and, you know, I, I I don't remember how far along dilated, but it was further. And, um, you know, at that point, then we turned to them and said, can, can we at least save one? Yeah. You know, if we, if we can't, get to both can can we and and that's a horrible thing as a mom to say like hey you know um, let's let's let go of one to to be able to save the other um but at that point you know you're just yeah you just want to make sure that that all hope isn't lost um but it was um it you know um and so again um you know they said um, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna have to deliver. And, um, you know, so the epidural came and, and, and the first time, um, with baby Krieger, when we did the epidural, Aaron was in there with me. And, um, for this one, they wouldn't let him stay. Because? Mm. Well, yeah, I don't, and I remember I had to, I had to grab something, but you were in a lot of pain. I remember well, cause, the two cause, things that I remember, well, there's lots of things that I remember in this whole experience, but the two things that really stood out to me that I, are kind of burned into my brain um, was you yelling because of you were so much pain mm. and your father her dad is like how tall is your dad like six three six, six five four. big guy and he like I, I I just in the in my grief moment I turned and saw him and he was walking out of the room with his head down and he was crying yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's, and it's just weird how your your mind just picks up just different instances. The shocking yeah. pieces, right? Um, so yeah, so labor had started, and so that's where the the pain had had come from. Um, the, my water hadn't broken yet, though, um, and so I just remember just screaming and and screaming not nice things as they were trying to get this epidural in and. Um, and our doctor wasn't on call. Part of somebody from their group was, but the nurses from his practice came and sat with us. And um, again, really, really good people. Right. I mean, and and even the doctor that was on call was, you know, like I underst- like understood. And and from our understanding, he had gone through something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So there was an, an extra 
um, layer of understanding. Um, and so we delivered um, a boy and a girl, mm-hmm. um, Benjamin and Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that time, those were our names, you know, yeah. and, and we said, um, you know, we want, um, we, we they the, had these, their names. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So Sarah Hannah and Benjamin Samuel. Um, and they were perfect and they were healthy, mm-hmm. um, which makes it even harder. Um, yeah, because you don't know, again, it's, it's a, you don't have anything to grasp onto. Yeah. You don't know why. Why is this happening? If, if they would have said, um, you know, there was this problem with your uterus that we found or or genetically this happened. Right, they wouldn't have survived been, later. Right. And it, would have, it wouldn't have made it better, but it would have been something to at least grasp on to and say okay but mm. it's worse when you, you till this day you just don't know right you don't there's no answer yeah yeah so you probably did you have a funeral we did yeah. we did and um, we had a funeral actually for baby Krieger too right we had, we had talked about that yeah. but yeah. With the, the difference with um with benjamin and sarah's funeral is um we invited people um, right, so time. with with um, baby Krieger, we just it was us, our parents, and our siblings, and um, and that was it. And this, you know, we we wanted to to celebrate their right. lives, and we wanted to you know have others others be a part of it. And so and accept the support. I'm not saying you didn't accept the support before, but there's something about letting people join in your grieving that when people love you. They want to, mm-hmm. but right. when you're grieving, sometimes you feel like the the feeling you had, Aaron, where you're like, "We're no, it's not that we're disappointing people, but like, oh, we're overwhelming people. We'll handle this. We'll handle this." And there comes a point of surrender where you allow people to hold you up a little bit, right? You know, right? And you know, to this day, um, so hopefully you have never seen a casket for a baby, no, um, oh. but they they look like you know, and summertime's coming, so they're coming out, but those styrofoam coolers, those little styrofoam coolers at the grocery store, like mm-hmm. like it's that small that so every time I you know, I'm traumatized each time I, yeah. I see that. Yeah. Um but yeah, we, we had a, a nice a nice um funeral for them. Um and then we sadly knew what to do in terms of ourselves and, and healing and um and one thing I remember from your blog, I just want to share this because I think this is very real. You, your body started to nurse. Right. So Erin still had to not only go through the grieving process, but her body was still physically, it believed it was time to nurse. Right. right. So and yeah, that hadn't happened before. And, you know, that was like salt to the, to the wounds, yeah. you know, to, to wake up and, yeah, and, you constant know, oh, reminders. And- right. And I remember going to the grocery store to get cabbage leaves because I heard cabbage leaves helps alleviate and putting it on the scale and this cabbage weighed three pounds and it was more than both of my babies combined. Um, and you know, it just, Mm -hmm. yeah, that was everything. Yeah. And then that, when you say you knew what to do, you knew how to grieve and you knew that you were going to now go the adoption route. Well, the, yeah, the adoption process hadn't stopped. Yeah. Um, you know, throughout advertising it any as much. We weren't seeking it out at that point. Yeah. You know, we are still on our agency's, website and you know our our profile was being shown um but you know we just were kind of like okay well if we could have these babies and if If you know an adoption came through then you know aren't we lucky yeah um and so um you know as so those next couple weeks were just kind of again like we took a step back and just were home with each other and 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 being um and then we got a call that we were picked Oh my gosh! Yeah, actually, I got. I remember. I so 
I was home for two weeks, and then I went back to work. And actually, when the the first time that this happened, or when we when we lost baby Krieger before the twins, I was I was working for myself, so I had the benefit of not having to go back to an office yeah. and, and be in front of people. Right, having to be face to face. So I could be by myself, which I'm not saying was great, but at least I wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. having to be in front of people. This time around, I was um, I was working for someone else, and I had to go back to the office. And it just felt weird because I felt like everybody was staring at me because yeah. they knew what had happened. Yeah, yeah. But I remember specifically, I was sitting at my desk, and I don't know why she, the our um, uh, social worker. social worker called me, but she called me and said that we that, that she had a you know a possible possible adoption for us. Wow. And I just I didn't know what to do. I was at the office and. You know, so I immediately you know, called Aaron, and, <laughs> and so we we went down and, and met with this woman, and she was very much like, "Here's ultrasound pictures. This is your baby. Do you have a name picked out? Do you have a nursery picked out? You know what?" Well, well. And and so you know, we're we're two weeks out, and we're you know in this, and like, and we're still uh, grieving. Uh, 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 <laughs> you know, just trying to figure out right. like which way is up, and and um, you know, at that point, our hope was that this this would work, um, and. What was getting to me at that point, too, was that if this happened, that people would be like, see, it's okay. You got your baby. Right. Yes. Everything's you know? fine. Oh, right. 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 Which is crap. Yeah, exactly. Basically, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, we um, so we met with her the one time and then we were getting updates along. Um, and as the weeks were going, then we were hearing that her family was starting to pressure her to parent um, and that they, you know, like so. There was a whole big story with that, and the long story short is she had the baby and, and decided to parent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, again, um, you know, then it was just another added another, layer um, well, of, of loss for us. Yeah, another loss. Um, and so then we, we really kicked it into high gear mm-hmm. uh, with regards to the adoption process. Um, you know, as far as us trying on our own, we were kind of like, we, we need to take a break from doing the fertility stuff. And, you know, if something happens, great. And if not, you know, full speed ahead. And so, you know, we went and created a page on Facebook and we wrote that. letters yeah. to people. And, you know, I mean, I, I did Google alerts for adoption that if any anything that had right. adoption to it, I would call that person and say, oh, I see you're having an adoption event. Let you, me tell you about myself and my husband. You can't, yes. you can't be shy. Right. You're like, I'm in there. You can't, you know, you have to be really open to your situation and, and, and basically be very public about your lives and mm-hmm. you yeah. can't be shy. No, right? it's all in. That's right. what you, you know, yeah, if you really want want to go, you know, you can't be shy. And then we heard from our agency that a couple was considering us. Um, and so we kind of treaded lightly and just kept going. And, and then we got the call that, um, that they had chosen us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so we're super excited and terrified, mm-hmm. you know, well, what if this doesn't go through? Right. What if, um, and you know, we, um, we had the chance to go down and, and meet with them. Um, and we got to meet both the, the, birth mother and birth father, um, and the birth mother's sister, which, you know, to be able to have, um, to meet any of them, right. Right. Is, is huge, but to be able to meet that many. And, um, I remember when we left there, we were like, oh my gosh, it was like the, the most difficult, like we were interviewing for a CEO position at a fortune 500 company. (laughs) You know, I mean, it was, it was a very warm, um, meeting and, and conversation but they were very on top of it like that's they, right and, you they know, sh- and they should have they should this be, is business right right you know i mean i don't i don't i would don't blame them one bit for asking the questions that they asked that's because right they want to make sure that you know 
that we're a good couple. And this is the most important job decision. in the world, right? Really. Yes, right. And um, so then, you know, we were about six weeks out from her due date, and you know, at this point, we're very anxious, like, yeah. you know, is this going to happen? And so each week, we would get updates, and you know, we would check in and send. We were communicating through our social worker and just kind of sending them good thoughts and you know, like our our everything. Um, and then we got the call that they're going to induce her tomorrow. Um, so you guys need to come down and, and be here. Um, so then it was like, okay. Yeah. Um, and we had just told our parents the week before um, wow. that, that this was a possibility. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh, really? So, well, because, yeah, because uh, we, you know, at first we weren't going to say anything to our parents. because At all, we, until right. baby show, until baby's well, there. Until, yeah. Basically. It was for sure, for sure. Actually, for sure. until right. it was for sure, which we'll, right. we'll get into what that means um, in a second. But I remember I was driving home from work. And, of course, Aaron and I are already on pins and needles. <laughs> Everything we've gone through, all this stuff, you know, and my car was overheating, you know, and that was the last straw. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my car home and I told Aaron, I said, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Finally, you burst. <laughs> I got to, we got to tell our parents. Yeah. I, need, I need a support system. Yeah. I need yes. something. Like, I can't, I can't do this I myself. I can't hold this in yes. anymore. The, it's just too much. So, yeah. So, so we, yeah, we, we had told them the week before. And um, so we went down and, um, our, we got actually so we were driving down we got the call at about 10 o'clock saying a baby had been born um, and healthy but we didn't know what the baby was yet we got down there and um, we were lucky enough to get to see his birth parents again right. um, and, and spend time with them and um, when the night before when our social worker told us you know we were going to get to see them we didn't think we were going to she said they have something for you and in our sick minds, we said, well, a, a baby, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we, we go in and, you know, we're crying and they're crying. And, and we as adopter, prospective adoptive parents at that point can't give them anything because then it's seen as bribes. Right. Totally. Um, but we're able to pick them up like little stuff, you know, like little pampering things to kind of help. And, that, and I, that's even a bad term because um, so they hand us a box and we open it up, and it's a menorah. Hmm. Um, and th- when we first met with them, they had asked us, you know, they said, oh, so you're Jewish, right? And we said, yeah. And they said, so what does that mean in terms of Christmas? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and, you know, kind of explained overall our traditions. And, right. and basically, you know, they wanted to know that there's tradition, there's family, and there's presence. Right, you know? right. Um, and, you know, just that, that common shared bond. And um, the thing was is that, we guarantee that they didn't know what a menorah was prior to mm-hmm. our conversation because we had told them we collected them. And here they are presenting mm-hmm. the baby with this amazing, beautiful menorah. And they said, you know, we just want um, we just want the baby to always know that there's a birth family out here thinking about him. Erin mm-hmm. um, wrote that story, by the way. She wrote on her blog about the giving of the menorah, and I lost it. <laughs> I am losing it again. I was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, it's so – there's so many layers to that. So Acceptance, many. understanding – um, like you said, you want wanting to be a part. It's so, I don't know, just, it says so much in such a small gift. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then, um, you know, we, we said to them, our, our hearts and our doors always open. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, then we got to go meet our son. Oh my God. Baby boy. Yeah. Baby boy. So <laughs> <laughs> you guys So how yeah. old is baby boy? So he just turned a year last week. Yeah. Um, and we actually, so we spent the day, you know, we, we took 
the day off of work and, and spent the day and, and, you know, throughout the day, like, oh, you were born here. And this at this point, this is when we got the call and this is when we met you. And, you know, of, of telling the story, obviously he doesn't understand, no, but um, he feels the energy of it. Well, and, and, you know, from the start, you know, we've talked about his birth parents and his birth family and, you know, yeah, we have pictures have, yeah, of pictures them in, in well. his nursery and, Amazing. and, you know, just because at some point he is going to understand and we never want there to be a time where you say, well, I, I'm adopted. Right. You know, I mean, right. it's just, it's part of who he is. It's part of his story. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, I have so many things I want to ask, but I have to go to this first because you've kind of already commented on it. Baby boy is here. He's one. You guys are family. But when people say things like now, here you go, it was all worth it. It was the grief remains. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And, and, you know, at at times even more so because, and especially at the beginning, because, you know, you, you, we have this amusing, he's amusing now, (laughs) amazing, (laughs) beautiful baby boy, um, healthy and, and, and just great. And he's a reminder of what we lost Mm. and, and what, you know, every milestone that we have with him, we don't have with the other children. And, you know, so it just makes it that much more intense on, on yeah. so many different layers and, and it makes parenting um, that much different because you know you want you want to make good on for your other children yes. you want them to to see like okay you know That's this right. this is what we could have done with you and and um, and you, you just you want everything just to be as you said we worked really hard for yeah, this right. you know that we want to make sure that we're we're doing it right whatever that means and you will always in even though you're saying this in the exact same way you will always be the parent to those children. Correct. I was, I had told Todd on a previous show that, uh, some, a couple who had lost their child in the, um, Newtown shooting, um, he was a first grader and the dad said, he obviously in grief, but he said, I am still, and his name is Ben. Yeah. I'm still Ben's dad. Ben is not here, but I'm still his dad. And I am here and I'm going to live my life in a way that honors Ben. Right. And it's the same thing. It's not, you know, obviously baby boy is here with you and your child, you know, you're watching him grow, but the other children, you are still the parents right. to right. those other children. And, and that's something that I think a lot of people no. don't um, agree with, let mm. alone understand. Interesting. And so, you know, that's, that's a struggle that, you know, I, I think I probably have more than Aaron, because I think you are, are a little bit more just like, no, let, let them, them believe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I just, it, again, it's, it's our lives. So, if, you know, I, I try to just live it that way. And if somebody, you know, has that opinion that, you know, well, if your children aren't here, then you're not a father to them. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, well, that's what you think, but right. that's not. What I say know, is what other people think about me is none of my business. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually very good. Yeah. Because if we venture into how they're thinking, that's suffering and pain and yeah. trying to. Right. And that's their own ignorance or their exactly. own negative energy. And I don't want any part right. of that. So, right. you know, just, just remove yourself from right. it. Right. Exactly. And, and that's, that's a thing, you know, I mean, We've throughout all of our experiences, um, you know, our friendships and our, our family relationships have changed. You know, we have some people who have never acknowledged it to us. Wow. Um, and we have, you know, other um, other relationships that have just changed or have, have gone away because yeah. 
because of the, you know, everything. Yeah. It just lack of understanding, lack of understanding. I think that's what it really, a lot of it is just lack of understanding. Well, and and I'll, I'll challenge that a little bit because Mm -hmm. in talking with one of a friend, one friend of mine, you know, I said, well, if they can't understand and she said, Aaron, none of us can understand, Mm -hmm. you know, none, we haven't been through it. And so I said, okay, that's a good point. If people can't respect Mm -hmm. what it is that we Mm -hmm. need to do for ourselves, what it is, how we need to grieve or what we need to remove ourselves from the situation, then, then that's the bigger issue. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. That we think that we often know how other people should be living their lives, and if it somehow feels uncomfortable to us, then we're, then they must be wrong and we're right. Right. You know, and that's um, you know, like you said, I love that your friend said that. None of us can understand. Right. And even when we've shared similar experiences, there's no way we can understand. That's like when uh, you know, as a therapist, a, a lot of times I would say to people, I get it or I understand. And the truth is, even if I can relate, understand is too strong of a word because I haven't been there. Right. You know, we may ex- we both experience pain, but your pain, I can't pretend that I understand. The only way to understand is to walk through it. To walk through it. So questions, because I just want to make sure that everything you guys want to get said, get said. You had some things written down. Did you get to comment on those things, I did. I did. And then to close this show, guys are on the same page about this. Mm -hmm. Um, They actually, well, I'm not going to say, one of you guys say, where are you now with your family? I'll give you the honors. <laughs> uh, so we have baby boy at home, and uh-huh. if all continues to go well, mm-hmm. we'll have our second baby boy in August. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my legs are tingling because I feel like we just did like the greatest TV show that's ever yeah. been written. <laughs> you know? Well, and uh, this might come out sounding bad, but you got to be nervous, right? Terrified. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah, sure. terrified. I you know, when we were trying to figure this out on the even on, on the drive here. Are we gonna, you know, say this or yeah. not? And because we've been in hiding, right. um, you know, our, our parents knew not right from the start. Knows. They probably know now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, um, our parents knew right from the start, um, and you know, if it was up to us, we would wait until we have a healthy. I mean, we know so far, Knockwood, he's healthy. Um, but we would have a breathing, living baby to say, oh, by the way, baby's yeah. here. You know, so yeah, get, how, get so how many weeks are you right now? Um, so we're just over 24 weeks. Which is longer than you've ever gone. Which is longer than we've ever right. gone. And, which um, is why we're scared. <laughs> yes. And um, like viability. Mm. So if he were to come now, yeah. there's a chance wow. um, they would do something. Well, to- and I don't know when the show is going to air, but uh, let's just ask our listeners to send, you know, collective positive yes. vibes and thoughts yes. and prayers. Yeah, just envision Aaron and Aaron in your mind and just send love and goodness and, um, you know, just the most amazing outcome for this family. So, um, and we are honored that you would share this. Oh, my gosh. Yes. This is so well, cool. In, in the end, where we netted out is, you know, our overall hope is that we could help people who are yeah. coming behind us. And so, you know, it's truthfully, it's scarier to say that in letting people who we know <laughs> know. Yeah. Rather than being able to share that and, with a wider audience right. who may not know you personally, right. but can I? And, so and if understand. it gives hope or it gives somebody else a little bit more resilience right. or a little bit something else to be able to to carry on, then you know, then, then we're doing something right. It's mm-hmm. beautiful, and I will say um, that when I talked to Aaron and you know got pieces of the story, this is the first time I've gotten the whole story. Um, when I would the amount of strength that you two had and your ability or resilience, whatever word we want to use to go forward and know what you want. It's, uh, it's, it's, I'm in awe of it. Yeah. So there's no, um, words. there's no words. So I just Thank wanted you. to let you know that. Mm. And Todd, sometimes I'm in awe of it. Yes. <laughs> you look back and go, how did we do that? Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's a human spirit story. Yeah. It really is um, in many ways, but 
Todd, anything? Um, no, I just want to thank both of you for being so vulnerable. I mean, sharing and I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very pleased and, and I can't say enough good things about you too. You. I just you. met you an hour ago and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and tell us your uh, blog again, where people can find it. Sure. It's willcarryon.wordpress.com. And I highly recommend it. We will post it under the show so you can see it. And then this song is on because? Um, because I like to ask our guests what their favorite song is or one of their favorite songs. And this is what they came up with. And I obviously think it's very appropriate. <laughs> Here comes so, um, yeah. So Aaron and Aaron, thank you so much for thank, being on our well, show and for sharing. It was our thank you guys for, for allowing us to do this and, yeah. and get the word out. Yes. We love you both. Thank yeah. you. Thanks.